everyone. My name is Laura and welcome back to the GC podcast. We have a wonderful guest for our inaugural 2020 episode. His name is Matthew Havey and you may know him from a little band called Trivium. He's also really big in the streaming world and can be found on all major platforms including Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, etc. Under his handle Matthew K. Havey spelled H-E-A-F-Y. Amidst these chaotic COVID-19 times, it was fantastic to talk with someone who brings so much comfort and entertainment to his fans as a musician and as a streamer. He streams daily, both practicing playing guitar and playing games like Fortnite, and is a master at creating community and family through these ventures. Um, Both of these are so vital and crucial to today when we're all stuck indoors. I want to thank Matthew again for taking the time to talk with us. I hope you are all living your best quarantine life and breaking some gaming records in the meantime. Trivium has a new album coming out on April 24th called What the Dead Men Say, and I'm excited for you guys to all hear this as it's a solid piece of art from start to finish. And, you know, they'll be going on tour, hopefully in the near future, um, and everyone can enjoy that together. On our website, geekshigalite.com, and in our show notes for this episode, we've got links to all of Matthew's social media and Triviums, as well as their new single off the album, Catastrophus. Stay safe and enjoy. Hi, Matthew. Thank you for calling. There we go. Much better. Yeah, much cleaner. Thank you. Much that was better, a, much better. That was a good call. I wasn't sure if it was just my end, so uh, we just had to I reconnect. Think it was both of us, yeah. <laughs> well, good to... good. Good that we got that straightened out. Um, we had briefly talked about, you know, being quarantined for the coronavirus, um, since that was a little garbled. Um, but you have a lot going on in terms of what you do normally, which is online, and that couldn't be even more uh, pertinent to, you know, the day. So uh, how has how is, uh, streaming been amidst this? It's, it's grown bigger than ever. I mean, I've been streaming on Twitch for three years. Mm -hmm. Uh, As of two and a half years, it's been really this rigorous schedule of five days a week off tour, seven days a week on tour, streaming every single show, every single soundtrack, every single warm up, every day off on tour of me playing games. And then at home at that 9.45 a.m. Wow. Eastern. And I've I've stuck with that for two and a half years, essentially. So it's been growing steadily. But ever since people have been locked in they all started looking around and noticing like music fans started finally noticing what twitch is mm-hmm. because they've all been looking looking to see content for their favorite artists so that the channel has has recently exploded it, it's it's really great under the circumstances it's terrible but i'm very happy to be able to provide entertainment and a really great community for people um my twitch chat is like 99.9 percent positive no matter how many people in there so i'm so happy to have that oh, and that 0.1 wow. percent or that point point oh one percent that ever may be negative or strange they're very quickly booted because i've got some of the best mods in the world <laughs> good good that's um it's definitely good to hear especially with uh everyone turning online for you know any kind of social interaction do you feel that twitching is able to bring you like just streaming is able to bring you a, a social connection Oh, absolutely. And I, and I know it's the same for everyone in chat, too, because everyone's like, oh, this is what I've been looking forward to, because I'm just, some of them, it's just them. Some of them, it's them and their family. Some of them, it's them and their family, their kids, but mm-hmm. still, they want to get out. So I said that's like our virtual restaurant, bar, coffee shop, club, venue, festival, <laughs> whatever they feel like it should be. And I definitely even feel that sense of community with them, which mm-hmm. I'm very happy about. It's it's really cool, too. My mentors for Twitch, that the people that 
three years ago when I was casually streaming like 15, 20 minutes a day with a PS4 webcam and not really understanding the whole concept of it, when they first brought me to Switch HQ, Brandon and John, Meme Dude and Volition, those two brought me in, gave me a tour of the HQ, lent me a gun run IRL backpack, and I started streaming the shows from there. I told the guys, man, I love streaming so much, but I can't as much as I'd like to because I have to practice one to three hours a day. And mm-hmm. Brandon said, why don't you stream that? I said, Brandon, no one wants to watch me rehearse. No one wants to watch me do vocal exercises and rehearse trivium songs off tour. He's like, I bet you they do. And that's, that's the <laughs> moment when... My whole life, I've only had one band and one job as of 21 years ago. I've been in Trivium um, when Trivium started making money in like 2006. So that was, quote, my first job. Mm-hmm. As of two and a half years ago, Twitch is my second full-time job. And it's, and it's amazing because it's, it's me playing Trivium songs to people who want to hear them um, for a second job. And I, I love it. I love, I love that Brandon and John pointed out that I know my subs by name. I, I, I remember them by their screen names. And I think that's, that's something that all streamers should have, no matter how big or small or medium they are. And, and we have always been built purely by our fans. We've never been a band that's been like the cool press band. We've never been the band that's the cool bands band that other bands will talk about. But we've always been solely supported by our fans. So mm-hmm. I think that's why my community is so good because it's Trivium fans coming over to a new platform that they'd never heard of before until I started doing it. So it's it's probably 90 to 95 to 99% Trivium fans who have migrated to a different platform. And have you heard feedback from the fans who have gotten into video games because of your streaming? 100%. We've had so many all-star playing Fortnite because that was my first main game and now they're all playing Overwatch because that's my true main <laughs> game. So yes, I've definitely seen that. And we've also seen like a lot of people that already were huge gamers beforehand that weren't really, they weren't really, they weren't so vocal on whether or not they were, they were Twitch users beforehand. I, I'm assuming probably, mm-hmm. probably definitely because I, I was always, you know, I was always watching Dakotas back in the day and he's always been one of my favorite streamers and, it's it's really cool to be able to have that easy network of just having having that reach. So even even the fact that I was a big fan of Dakotas, I was able to just tweet one day, "Hey Dakotas, I love your stream. I watch it all the time on tour. I'd love the game someday." I didn't expect a response, um, okay. and he responded. He's like, "Let's do it. Let's do it." And then the next day, he rated me with like ten thousand people or twenty thousand people. And we before this quarantine, we hang out once a week. We we play games in the morning. And then we go out to eat something awesome later in the day. And we've been close friends ever since. Oh, wow. So it's it really is, you know, just not even an online connection. It brings the offline onto it, too. 100%. And then even, like, my mod, they're, I talk to them daily. We've, I've got a group chat with the closest mods of mine. And these are people that were Trivium fans that I've known one of my mods, Jody, since, gosh, since he was, like, 16 and I was 18. <laughs> he saw us on our first UK tour ever. And he's always like helped us with our like our main our Tribune fan club, but we're also good pals. So he helped me like design my own website. He helped me with a lot of graphics. I've got like a team of like eight or nine or ten of my main mods that we just have a group chat going. We're just always keeping the channel good. Oh, wow. They're all good pals. They all flew in for one of our other mods' weddings, and they were all the best man there and best best lady there. So it was it's really cool. I, I love that we've been able to bring people together in real life and in games because that's that's all I ever want to do with Tribune. I just want people to have a place where they can feel like they can be themselves and and feel safe, happy and healthy and Mm -hmm. and have fun. You've definitely made it very accessible for that. And that's not something that 
you know, a lot of fans of a band or even a video game really get to experience. And that's definitely one of a kind. I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, It's still about video games, but have you ever written a song with a video game in mind? Yeah. So before when God of War, God of War 3, God of War 3 was about to come Mm -hmm. up. They asked us if we write a song for the game. So we wrote a song that was loosely inspired by the game called Shattered in the Skies Above. It's like a fan favorite song that Mm -hmm. ended up being a special edition of our fifth album. Um, we re-recorded like Lights of the Flies completely in Simlish language for Sims 2. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Actually, I remember <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Um, Into the Mouth of Hell we marched was on a Madden, I think probably around like 2008. Like Strife was on a, a UFC game in like 2014. Mm-hmm. I wrote Shroud's theme song when he was on Twitch because his favorite band's Trivium. So I reached out to him one day. I was like, "Hey man, I love your streams." would you use a song if I wrote you one? So I wrote this song called Shroud of Chaos that he tuned in for, and I wrote his theme song. And some of the riffs actually ended up becoming our Trivium song with the Dead Men Say, which comes out April 24th. Um, yeah, April 24th. So yeah, yeah, so there's been like some really fun, cool crossovers. Um, there's another gaming company, which I can't say who, I can't say what game, but I'm going to do some stuff with them. So yeah, there's, it's... It's cool that my two of my favorite things have been cross-pollinating because mm-hmm. I've been playing games since I was like four, four <laughs> years old. I think I beat the first Mario. So I've been playing video games longer than I've been playing guitar. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really great that I never imagined these two things to mix. Yeah. So were there any moments uh, in those early uh, early days of playing video games where you heard uh, you know, music or sound that really stuck with you? Oh, so many times. Um, I was a huge Final Fantasy fan. Um, Final Fantasy 7, 6, 4, mm-hmm. and 9 were my favorites of all time. And all the soundtracks of those. What's crazy is like if you listen to the soundtracks of 4, 6, 7, actually all of them, it's very heavily metal influenced. Very, very much so. Especially all the battle songs from Final Fantasy 4, 6, and 7. The yeah, they have battle force. Yeah, and so it's always been there, and there even have been hit, like little nods to video games in our songs. There's a song called "The Calamity," which obviously refers to Genova from Final Fantasy VII. The song "Strife," Cloud Strife. The song isn't about Cloud, but it is a nod to him as well. Okay. So it's it's always been there. Like I've always loved that. I can. I, I've always felt that metal and games are for the underdog, and they're both for people that are into like the the nerdier underground that. I feel like the mainstream doesn't understand. And I've always appreciated that. I've always appreciated that I felt like a sense of community within gaming and metal. And that's why I feel like those two things go so well. That's why those two things make so much sense in my life to have them combined and Mm -hmm. to have tripping fans who also are watching me play games. It it all seems to make sense. Yeah, that it, it does seem like a very good marriage in that kind of way. And also just going back to, um, you know, talking about how they're the underdogs um, there's a whole, you know, there's that community aspect, but it goes deeper where you're saying it's also family. Um, yep. so what, what have you incorporated? Um, uh, where was my going with this question? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot on the mind, but, um, what has, uh, when you're out on the road with the band, what are you playing? I'm on the road for the whole last touring cycle was pretty much Fortnite, mm-hmm. but the skill gap in that game is it's 
so intense. Like if you're, it's it's like jujitsu, it's like as hard as like vocals. If you're not playing it every day, not really practicing it every single day, the loss is so extensive that mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to keep up. So the only time I really play that game is when I'm playing with Dakotas. Um, Overwatch is the game that I I feel like I'm the best at. I'm, I'm a Farah main. I'm Farah also May main, and I've been playing Junkrat a lot lately as well. I love playing that game. What's what's so cool too is we have so many Overwatch players in my community that I can be like, all right, let's play sub game six v six, and we have six v six ready to go in like five mm-hmm. minutes, which I think is just so cool. Oh and wow! I, I bet, yeah, that's like my favorite way to do it because playing publicly is cool, but I've noticed the U.S. servers it is overloaded with Smurfs, and <laughs> I, I don't mind losing. I, I have no problem with losing. But I have a problem with losing. The best metaphor I'm using is for jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I have a problem losing to a black belt dressed as a white belt. I have I have an issue with that. Mm, okay. Um, and so if, if it's not Smurfs, you're met with like the highest ranking players possible. So I was like, let's control this ourselves. Let's get six v six from our channel and just try to arrange it by rank. And that generally seems to be a really good time. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you get to extend your leadership in that respect too, um, where you kind of can say, "Here's what we're going to do," and it works out in that sense. Um, so in, there was a, a talk I was listening to you do, I think you were doing it on uh, creative mornings and you talked about the monetary uh-huh. benefits of being a streamer versus being a musician and how the streamer setup was actually kind of more beneficial to the streamer itself. Do you think the music industry can adapt to some of those practices? <sighs> That's a good question. It's so hard. Like, yeah, cause it's, it's, let's say someone is that 1% of the 1% of streamers. Mm-hmm. It's one person. They don't have staff. It's them and their rig. They're the entertainer who also, chances are, they know how to build the rig. They know how to control everything. Mm-hmm. There's no staff. There's no overhead. But when you're a band, the bigger your band gets, the larger the overhead is. The larger the pie is then split. Yeah. Because it's not just, you're not just in a band. Like a band our size, we've got us, uh, the label the crew. is essential to putting this stuff out. The label gets a cut of everything we make. Mm-hmm. The management gets a cut of everything we make. The booking agent gets a cut of every show you play. The merchandising company gets a cut of that. Then you have to hire a crew that you pay for. You have to rent your bus. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for the merch to be made. The merch cut also goes to the venue that you play. And it's just the pie gets cut so many times. And mm-hmm. that's something that people don't realize. So when people would complain about, you know, bands saying to buy records, which you can't really do anymore. You like kind of can, but it's, it's sort of fizzling out. Mm-hmm. It's almost impractical. It costs, yeah. It costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to record a record. Mm. And for it to be something that is now that doesn't cost money, is difficult. I've, I've tried to brainstorm a bit with my friends at Twitch, like how can you integrate proper licensing with Twitch? It's, it's difficult. I, I hope to someday see it happen there. What I would say to bands is I, I don't I don't know what the format would be because for a Twitch streamer to be successful, I feel like it needs to be a singular person. Mm-hmm. So the channel can have a relationship with that streamer. But if it's a band itself, I, I said it earlier today on a different interview, but if, if a band wanted to try to make it something permanent and they had a band account, mm-hmm. so they have four band members, band member A streams on Mondays and then B, C, D, and then Friday they play a show. That's something I can kind of imagine as a structure working, but I feel like the individual streamer is sort of the success. Mm -hmm. I've had people, um, I've had some, some other metal based companies have me as a consultant and they've asked me, how can we make our company or our festival into a streaming 
success. Mm-hmm. And I've always tell them, well, streaming is really about a like having a relationship with the streamer, mm-hmm. not like a company itself. Yeah, is that how you got involved with the uh, the gaming village at uh, Whack and Open Air? Um, they saw what I was doing and they were really into it. I, I've always gone on record saying Bakken is one of the greatest festivals on the planet. I've always loved playing that festival. I've had a good relationship with all of them. And when they said they're bringing in gaming, they hit me up. They said, here's what we're, we're planning, which I see a part of it. And it was just like a perfect relationship. So hopefully that's something that we can, we can carry on and do, do many more of. Mm, okay. And is that something like just outside of that festival or that show, um, that you'd want to bring say on a tour? I mean, I would love to, hypothetically, let's say if our next tour were all of a sudden arena band, I would hit up, if the game's Overwatch, I hit up Blizzard, I hit up Asus, be like, hey, let's get, let's get 12 PCs out there every single show. So when people are waiting for the bands to start, they can be playing against each other. I think it'd be incredible. Um, so I do have ideas on how that can work. There actually is another thing I remember when you were asking about gaming and music mm-hmm. crossover, there is an incredible esports org incredible esports team can't say who or anything yet but mm-hmm. we're going to be working on their theme song which i'm extremely excited about oh that'll be awesome i feel like yeah, uh, espn really cool. could have used something like that now <laughs> you turn yeah, them on no it's kidding. all like that would, have, that would have been awesome stone skipping definitely <laughs> hire me espn hire me with, your, you with your lot of money <laughs> <laughs> um so i want to talk about the new album what the dead men say it comes out april 24th I was listening to it the other day, and I loved that it had such a cinematic quality to it, and I automatically was just like, I wish my gym was open, I would totally blast this on. Was that an intentional move to make it so, you know, it has a great, grand, sweeping intro to it, and it just kind of floors it from there? With this record, we really wanted to go to a place where we didn't think, are people going to like this? Are people going to dislike this? Mm-hmm. What we wanted to go back to was the mindset of where we were in the very beginning, before we had fans. Mm-hmm. We said, let's make the kind of music that we want to hear. Let's not think of anything else. Mm-hmm. We didn't set many parameters outside of that. Um, as of Sin in the Sentence, both the record right before, the rule was anything goes. As long as the song makes us feel great, let's allow any ingredients to be there. What Sin in the Sentence ended up being is a perfect combination of records one through seven on one, mm-hmm. for record eight. And what I feel like what the dead men say, when I look at it constructively, it is the same thing. It's, it's the proper ingredients of everything from records one through eight all on one album. And it's allowing whatever was more extreme, or whatever, all the extreme parts are more extreme, the simple parts are more simple, catchy parts are catchier, the technical parts are more technical. It's just an exaggeration of everything that is Tribune. Uh, with our band, from records one through eight, every single album was completely different from the previous. Mm. which is pretty daring, pretty risky, but I think the right move for us. So the Trivium sound was something that was pretty difficult to describe. I think an ingredient of Trivium sound was like you never really knew what you were going to get, which I liked. Mm. So with this one, I think people have no idea what they're walking into. And I, it'll feel familiar and new at the same time with having all those ingredients for everything we've ever done. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited for it to be unleashed into the world, and we definitely need that kind of, uh, you know, goodness coming out soon. Heck yeah, yeah. And I, I, I've been seeing so many bands deciding to pull their album releases and they're all talking about, well, because of record sales, because of record sales. And, and our opinion is like, we're not changing anything right now. People need content. Mm-hmm. If we're still stuck, like, which I believe that we will be stuck for another couple of months. Yeah. Um, people deserve music. They deserve content. So we are not shifting anything. Our record is still going to be on April 20th, 24th. 
um, our socials have all been teasing something really cool that's going to be happening tomorrow. So, damn, man, I, I don't know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Talking about album sales, like, people aren't even really buying albums. We're streaming albums. Mm-hmm. Just get your music out there. It, yeah, if the music's good enough, people, you know, when the tours start coming back around, people are will jump at going because, you know, they've been cooped up for so long. Exactly, exactly. So my, my opinion, it's just, it's just like the stream. It's like, I want to give people something to do. I want to give people something, some excitement in life right now when we're all stuck and hoping for something good. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so is there any other projects that you're excited about? Um, of mine or of everything? Um, if you want to, if you want to, whatever comes to mind, actually. Um, I've been working on my side project, this, this cult band, it's just me, but this band called Mritzu, mm-hmm. M-R-I-T-Y-U, it's, it's my black metal side project that I'm doing with the, the, the lead, lead guitar player, lead singer of the, the legendary black metal band, Emperor. Mm-hmm. We've been working on it together since 2010, wow. and it's finally started to take fruition, which I'm very happy about. So I think people are going to be really shocked when they finally hear what's happening with that. Oh, fun. Um, just with he and I both being shut in, we have, I mean, I don't have the most time right now because mm-hmm. I have the, the rigorous stream, stream schedule, which I love. Like, I, I, days I don't do it, like over the weekend, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy with my family, my wife and my kids. But when Monday comes around, I've, I've missed everybody. And so it's really great to always have that back. Right now we're doing all the press stuff. So daily I'm doing about three to five to six hours of press a day on top mm-hmm. of the streams. So once that's done, then I can really get this thing going, Deshaun. Oh, that's so that's so exciting. I'm I'm so happy to hear that and also about you know the album coming out. Um, I'm gonna thank you again for talking tonight and uh, I hope everything keeps you know that your family and you are are well during these times. Of course, thank you so much. And you you gotta you, you stream as well, correct? Um, I have an account. I haven't used it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your Twitter handle? It is Laura Converses. Or or the um the uh the our publication is the Geek Chic Elite. Um, the GCE is that yours? Yep. Okay, awesome. Got you there. And then what's your personal one? Mine is uh, Laura Converses. C O N V E R S. Yeah, I like the shoe. <laughs> ah, Laura Converses. Awesome. Perfect. Sweet. All right, and we'll definitely. You are Matthew K. Heafy on uh, Twitch, Twitter. On everything. On yep. everything. Perfect. Everything. It's the same, same handle on everything. I lucked out that no one had it. <laughs> Oh, that, very lucky. Yeah, you didn't have to fight anyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yes, you as well. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Take care.